When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are going to break down the first several practices of training camp. Let's count them, Garrett. I know you're bad at counting and math, <laughs> but let's go. We'll use our fingers on this. We got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday's yep. stadium practice. That's four, Garrett. I can get that high. Okay, yes. you got it. Yes. Um, so we're here to talk about the standouts from the first four days. Um, and it's been a hot four days. Yes, I think that has, has legitimately like impacted practice and how much uh, – just how much was done and how much we can glean from it. Yeah. You know, I think they had to kind of slow down some portions of practice that would have been at a faster pace. Um, good news is, did you check the weather report for next week? It looks much more, much milder. Much better. We're yes. talking 80s, low 80s. Yes, oh, which, is, which is perfect. I mean, the heat, like, it has been a real thing, especially Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah. Friday afternoon, the heat index was over 100 at um, yep. the NRM Performance Center. And then Saturday's practice at MT Bank Stadium. I mean, the stadium just kind of traps heat Boy, on the field. You got yeah. you got the the turf rim around the actual grass. Yep. It's just hot. It bakes in the middle of that field. And these were afternoon practices, so you can feel it. And and I think that like I asked Roquan Smith about the heat, and you know, no surprise, guy that's you know grew up in the South. He was like, you know, I think it's it's, it's a mental thing. I think <laughs> it's a mental thing. But I I think that like. That's part of a football mentality, you know. You kind of grind through those summer practices, but I that's do, what you say. And then when the interview's done, you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rook on with like the sweat was dripping, dripping off of him as he was saying. The microphone it. is drenched by the, end <laughs> of the interview. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I agree. I, I think that like to some de- to some degree, it did impact. Um, oh yeah, just the the pace, especially for the Friday and Saturday practice, the length. Yep. Um, and the reps that certain guys got. Yeah. Anyway, the big the big thing that everybody, of course, is watching is the offense and the progression of the offense. Um, you know, for me, really, it, it was kind of the, the OBJ, Zay Flowers show the first two days. Then, unfortunately, Zay, due to an illness, uh, has missed the past two practices. Yep. Uh, he's expected back on Monday, head coach John Harbaugh said. So that's good news, but... You know, the first two days, when, when Odell and Zay are on the field, and, and keep in mind, we don't even have Bateman on the field, it's you see the jump in terms of ability out there when compared to last year. I mean, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. And Zay in particular is just moving incredibly fast. It looks like he's playing at a different speed than everybody else. Odell isn't really, he's still kind of in his ramp-up phase, but I'll tell you, if he's, I don't know where he's at in the ramp-up phase, but he looks pretty darn good. He looks pretty ramped up. He looks pretty ramped up. I don't know if he's a 90%, he, you know, whatever. He doesn't I don't do know percentages. He does not do percentages. So, I, hey, I hope he's at 50%. If this <laughs> yeah. is what he looks like at 50%, yeah. good God, 100% is going to be great. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you just see his savvy route running. You see just that, like, this is a dude who knows how to play receiver in all aspects. And, he looks. He can run. Like explosive, can run. All indications are good from OBJ on the field and off the field. You know, just the reception he's gotten from fans and how much he's embraced fans in Baltimore and and all that is entailed in the Ravens culture. 
it's been a great fit. Um, so those have been kind of over the first four days. That's what stood out a lot to me. Yeah, in terms of Odell on the field, I think that his movement, it looks really good. See no signs of the knee bothering him. Um, don't see, of, of course, he's not going out there and taking 100 reps and practice and going 100% and all of those. But I think that like he's got a pretty nice work, to, uh, heavy dose of work. He's practiced all four days. I think that's good for a guy that, you know, had only practiced during minicamp and is coming back from that injury. So I think that, like, I feel really encouraged about the physical side of where he is. And you said savvy, and I think savvy is a good word for what we saw from him because we saw it in a practice during the week where he kind of was just shifty and getting past Rock Yassine, and then mm-hmm. Rock went up to try to deflect the pass, and, and Odell just kind of was man- maneuvered behind him quickly and then – and then went up for the pass at the perfect time. It just was a shifty veteran move. And then at the stadium practice. He had a big day at the stadium. Yeah, he had a very nice day. There was a play-action pass where Lamar turned to his right and then hit Odell perfectly in stride in the front corner of the end zone. And then Odell kind of went and celebrated with the fans. And then like two plays later, they came right back to him. And it was a 15-yard or so out uh, where he just broke it off and made a nice fully extended catch yeah, and went to the out, ground. Laid and it's out like, for it on the sideline. Both Dude catches plays, everything. It's like, I mean, okay, that's why he's here. That's right. why he's here. The hands that everybody he's famous for, right? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's famous for the one-handed catches and all that stuff. Well, he makes all the other catches too, mm-hmm. right? And and that is one thing that I've noticed certainly is like he, you know, he's not like a, a, a really big guy, no. but he's like a huge, just like in terms of target, uh, circumference. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here we go. We throw out the math, math <laughs> words. Yeah. Circumference. His circumference is huge. Radius. Yeah. His catch radius. Is, yeah. That's the right word. There you go. <laughs> is, You're gonna get there eventually. I'll yeah. get there. The the hypotenuse that he plays <laughs> with is incredible. Yeah. Um. So like, it's just like he's a big target for a quarterback, and I think that's going to be really big for Lamar. You know, and Lamar even mentioned it. Right. He's like, if I throw it anywhere close, the guy's coming down with it. And Lamar also mentioned, like, yeah, he'll bat down a possible interception. I don't really want to talk about the possible interceptions <laughs> he's batting down. I just want to know the ones he's going to catch. Yes. Right? And um, and he's going to catch a lot. It's just like he's just such a reliable big target that is going to make a lot of clutch plays, I think. Yeah. I and thought- in the red zone, you know, you see him at the stadium practice doing some, some dirty work in the red zone. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really important piece in the red zone. I also, like, the red zone was a problem for the Ravens last year. Yep. They moved the ball well, but once they got into the red zone, like that was their issue. They just couldn't punch it in, and they had to settle for field goals, or they went for it on fourth and didn't get it. Whatever, you know, like they 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 just couldn't convert enough in the red zone. And now I think that is not going to be the same issue this year. I, I just think that Odell's going to help in that. And then at the stadium practice, we saw from Mark Andrews, there was a play where it was just the classic, like, all right, here's here's Lamar, here's Mark Andrews. Lamar's pointing out where Mark should go. Old school street ball. These two guys know where they're going to be at all times. And Lamar delivered a dart that Mark caught. And it, it just was a reminder of like, okay, you know, this, this Lamar-Mark Andrews connection is, is still as strong as ever. Because Mark actually, to start camp, I thought had a quiet few days. Yeah, he did. Which I'm fine with. I am fine with that. Spread well, the ball around. Well, he, and he kind of talked about how he's taking a little bit of a different uh, outlook on training camp this year. You know, the advice he got from Todd he, years ago was kind of like, Make sure that, you know, you're physically at your best late in the year. You know, that's when you want to be good. And and there's no doubt that Mark was banged up last year. It wasn't just at the end of the year. I think he played a lot of the year, kind of banged up. And 
I don't know. I don't know how much he's dialing it back or whatnot. It still looks like he's working to me. Uh, it's hard to tell. You know, I think he probably it's it's hard for him to do. You know, how do you, how do you play at ninety percent or whatever? It, maybe it's just he's taking fewer reps. I don't know. I don't track their reps in practice. Mm-hmm. He might be taking fewer. It, he definitely over the first three practices saw fewer targets, way fewer than the past couple of years, where it felt like almost every pass went to him. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe that's by design. Yeah. By the way, if you didn't see Saturday's practice, you know, fans are always like want to see, you know, what, what happens in practice. We, we streamed the entirety of practice. We can't do this for every practice. You don't want to give away state secrets, but we were able to do it for the stadium practice. And that stream is up still. You can watch that on our YouTube channel, our app, our, our website. Um, it's there in its entirety. So you can go back and watch that full practice if you do want to see these guys um, and what they were able to do at that practice. Good amount of 7-on-7 seven seven and 11-on-11 11 11 work, especially in that back half of practice. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, I have been encouraged, um, just with where the office offense is, uh, at this point, I think they're moving quicker. I mean, like when I look at the big picture view of the offense, they're moving quicker. Lamar is getting the ball out of his hands in a hurry. He's spreading the ball around to different targets. And I also think that the backs have been a larger piece of the passing game. Melvin Gordon's caught a number out of the mm-hmm. backfield. Justice Hill had a couple at the stadium practice. Gus Edwards even has caught the ball out of the backfield. Like they're getting the, the running backs the ball out of the backfield too. So they're spreading it around. They're moving quick, and I think that it's um, it's a good start for Munkin in the installation process. Yeah, most importantly, I think is that it seems like Lamar Jackson really likes it and he feels comfortable. That is important. That that is by far the most important part of it. You know, I mean, he's going to be in, more in control of the offense. You know, have more ability. They're going to get to the line faster. They're going to get out of the huddle. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I just, like, the other night I was just thinking about it and thinking about, like, Todd Munkin when he's, like, watching Ravens film from last year was probably, like, screaming at the TV just watching film, like, why are we getting out of the huddle so late here? Let's get up to the line. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it's going to be a lot different. I think they're going to they're going to get up there. Lamar's going to have more freedom to say, you know, I have these, whatever, X three options here I can – see what the defense is doing and pick which one I, which play I like out of those. There's going to be, I think more communication with the wide receivers in terms of, you know, route options based on what they're seeing from the defense. There's just going to be more buttons for Lamar Jackson to push at the line of scrimmage. And he's going to just have more control of it. Tom Monk has been pretty clear about that. And I think it's been interesting, you know, the perspective of like, this is just the way that elite quarterbacks, this is the evolution, right? Like when you have ownership over it, you play better mm-hmm. in it, right? It's not just like a tactical thing where like, okay, it gives you the opportunity to read the defense more and you dictate, you know, you're able to react to what they're showing and you dictate the action more than whatever. You know, it's it's always a game of, of chicken, you know, who moves last and who adjusts last kind of thing. You want to be able to be the one that kind of has the last adjustment and takes them by surprise. And getting to the line uh, allows you to do that. Lamar Jackson seems to be enjoying the empowerment that he has. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for him. Well, I mean, Munkin talked about like the speed and getting to the line thing. Like he he that is that's not just a coincidence. Like that is part of the agenda. Oh, and so for he sure. wants to get to the line of scrimmage so that Lamar has a chance to see what's in front of him, make adjustments. And um, as Lamar said at the start of the offseason, like they're giving him more of the keys to the offense. And and all of that is is part of the equation there. Another takeaway, I think, from the first week is uh you know, the left guard competition is by no means over, and I think no. that's going to become more of a um, – it's going to take a little bit more center stage when the pads come on this mm-hmm. week. And that things 
it, it changes. I mean, I've, I've said many times, I think that is a competition that could last throughout the summer. And once the pads come on, that's when you really determine that. But they're giving, they're giving Saul, the rookie, every chance to win that job. He's been taking the reps for the first team. And they are, you know, they want him to show that he can earn that spot. Yeah. And I think that he's played well so far from everything that I've seen. They like his physical ability. Of course, they like his size. And it's not out of the question that they go into week one and the one rookie who ends up being the starter is uh, the six-round pick out of Oregon. That's possible. I don't think it's out of the question that Zay Flowers I don't think. I don't think it is either. I don't think it is either. I think Zay could definitely be a starter week one. Uh, well, but Obviously, I, a big chunk of that depends on Rashad Bateman's health. Yep. He is yet to practice, so we'll see. The expectation, I think, is that he will you know, be back on the field. At some point here in training camp, we don't know when, and if he's back on the field in training camp, the expectation would be that he's ready week one, but that's an unknown yep. at this point. Um, that It would be incredible to see a six-round rookie earn a starting job out the gate. That would be incredible and a testament to Salah, quite frankly. I did. I was watching some of the one-on-one drills. You know, the uh, It's not truly, well, no, it's mostly one-on-one, uh, O-line, D-line drills, and I thought Salah held up pretty darn well in that. Uh, so it'll be it'll be more interesting once pad comes pads come on and th- and it's full full tilt there, clearly. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he looks like he's holding up well in, in those situations, and I think that's why he continues to get the first team reps. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if they didn't like what they saw from him, then he wouldn't be out there. Exactly. You know, like if they felt like <laughs> this guy's just not up for the challenge right now, he's he's not ready. Yep. Then it would be John Simpson back in there pretty yep. quickly, and the fact that he continues to solid continues to get those first team reps, I think. Uh, is really encouraging for him. Yeah. So defensively, let's take a quick break and then come back and dive into the defense. I always start jumping in defense. And I know, it's I, a good time for a break. You, you're you're spot on, Garrett. I, I want to hold me accountable. I do. I do. We got to give a, a shout out to our, our sponsors, our great sponsors out there. So we'll take a quick break, come back and look at the defense. All right. Thank you for listening to the Lounge Podcast. We're coming to you from the Seat Geek Studio, and this week we want our listeners to know that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Ravens, and it has a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you can get a deposit bonus of up to 1000 bucks. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, and you got to use the promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly, and for help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. All right, so um, in terms of the defense, um, I like what I've seen from the safeties. I was just going to talk. Dang. I teed you up. So I like <laughs> the safeties. I, I, yeah, I really like them. I think Marcus Williams is playing like a man possessed. Um, you know, just very, I think he's always been a confident dude, but, you know, year two makes a difference being in year two. Um, and, and Kyle Hamilton, really a, a lot of uh, pressure on him, you know, stepping into a starting job and, and a new role, a different role certainly from last year. And he's stepped up to the challenge, you know, interception, rangy interception uh, on the in the first practice. And he's just been around the ball a lot. Seems like he's comfortable, you know, like you don't you don't see him like thinking too much out there and out of position and stuff like that. Like, so it seems like and Mike McDonald had really high praise for how Kyle is doing in practice. And so that safety duo could be very, very good. Um yeah, and and they're interchangeable, which I like too. You know, Kyle Hamilton can, can play deep. He's got the range. He's got the size, all that certainly. And and Mark, you know, that allows the Ravens and Mike McDonald to be more flexible when you don't have to have just a quote unquote box safety and your free safety. Those two guys being interchangeable is a big deal. Yeah, 
I like them both. I just think the Marcus Williams is funny because like the Ravens gave him the big contract. He started the season hot last year, but I just think that like we said in one of the podcasts when we you know talked about kind of breakout players. We just said made the point that we don't feel like people talk about Marcus Williams enough, mm-hmm. and then like you know some of the lists come out of top safeties, and he's like left off all of them. Top one hundred, he's left off of it. Yep. And I think that bothers him. Like I think that he views himself like I'm. I'm one of the best safeties in the game. Yep. And you guys are going to see this year. I'm yep. not going to be left off the list next year. Yeah, I'm not exactly. going to be left. I'm not going to be snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Like well, no, if he hadn't gotten hurt stuff. last year, he, he, he would have been in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he had three interceptions in the first four games, right? For two. two. Three in the first two? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He was off to a torrid start. Got injured. Missed a chunk of time. Was seven games, something like yep. that. Came back. Interception his first game back. Yep. <laughs> With a cast. With a cast on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was kind of funny when I asked him about that. <laughs> he was like, oh, I got hurt last year? Oh, I didn't remember. I must have been pretty good when I came back. If I got a pick, like you said, you know, it must have been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I get, I, we both made the I, point. I was like, like, what's happening right now? Am I getting dunked on? <laughs> I can't tell. I, I, I did, did you see the look on my face? I, did, I was like, did I, did I anger him? I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I did. I couldn't tell if he was dunking on you either, but I, yeah. I, I, I was kind of hoping he was. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> but I didn't know if he was or not. It would be nothing new for me to get dunked on by <laughs> one of our players or anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So in terms of other stuff on the defense, um, you know, I think that the young pass rushers, have looked solid. I think that they've made some plays. They've gotten into the backfield. There was kind of a funny moment at the stadium practice where, like, Lamar was just, like, spinning in circles. He was, like, on the merry-go-round. <laughs> just, like, he had a Jabo coming from one way. He had OA coming from the other. Yeah. And uh, he got out of it and then, you know, picked up a few yards. But I think the defensive players... Jabo chased him all the way down. It was a good hustle play by a It Jabo. was a good hustle play. I think the defensive players like, nah, nah, that's a sack. And yeah. then Lamar was like, nah, nah, I got a few yards. And I think they gave Lamar a few yards on the play. But um, That's what you hope for this season, right? The quarterbacks with David Ajabo and an Afe Owe out there that's like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, both ways. you don't know which way to go and you're just spinning in circles because both those dudes are coming at you. Yeah, those two guys have like the meet up the quarterback mentality. Exactly. And, and I think that that was a play where you kind of saw it. Yep. And there's been others like that. They, 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 I think that they've been in the backfield a lot. Um, and so I'm, I'm encouraged by what I've seen from yeah. those two. Ojabo was a guy that we talked a lot about yeah, coming yeah. out of OTAs and minicamp. And I think that he's continued to look very good. He's picked up right where he left off, in my opinion. Yeah. And Owe was interesting talking after the stadium practice about how his game is evolving, and he was talking about how he's becoming a power rusher. Like, mm-hmm. his, his, his game is power, speed to power. And that's kind of the way Chuck Smith is coaching him up. And he seems to feel really confident about it. He also talked about how he's uh, definitely added some more muscle. Like, uh, same weight as last year, but, like, way more muscle composition. Feels much stronger. Um so that was interesting to hear too. So was his focus like was the power thing like that's something that like Chuck Smith and like that's a focus. Yeah, well, remember when Chuck Smith was talking, he was like, "I want all of our guys to have a signature move." Like, uh-huh. what's your signature move? And I think that Odafe is, from what he's saying, he's saying, "I'm going to be a power rusher." Interesting, because you think about him and like he's just the speed, the world class athlete. I mean, yep. all he has all the tools from an athletic standpoint. You know, might be all around the best athlete on the team. Yeah. One of the fastest, yeah, and you know, just just kind of off the charts athletic ability, and that power speed. doesn't have to mean slow though. I mean, power is like you jar, mm-hmm. you can jar the guy and then just rip off of that, and, yeah. and you're in the backfield. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and maybe, or speed to power. Yeah, right? yeah, like it's it's kind of that explosion to then get the guy a little off base and then. 
Well, I also think it's interesting that he's you know, basically making the point. It's like, I'm not just a speed guy. You know, I think that it's like... Yeah, I, I think I, he's saying predominantly I'm a power guy now. Yeah. That's I, how he looks at himself. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, and I think that his his start has been really solid. Um, you know, and then the other question that we had all coming into camp um, and is the third cornerback spot. I know you've talked a lot about this. Yep. And uh, the Ravens are, you know, getting a look at different guys there, and I think it's a comp- good competition there. Like, I've I've I been agree. encouraged. Brandon Stevens is getting a good look, and... Do not rule him out of the mix. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he could play inside corner. He could play outside corner. He yeah. could play traditional safety. But, like, I think if the season were to start today, Brandon, and they put three cornerbacks out there, I think Brandon Stevens is the third. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that um, today. Yeah. I, but I think the competition is not over. And I, I think Brandon Stevens is, is practicing really well. Um, so I, I agree with you if it was starting today. And, and I would not surprise me at all if week one that's – the top three would not surprise me in the slightest. I think Jalen Armour Davis though has practiced well too. He's a guy that I've noticed been around the ball, had a couple inter- opportunities at interceptions that uh, deflected off his hands. That's why he doesn't play wide receiver. <laughs> but um, you know he's around the ball a lot. I like that big big guy, sticky, um, just sticky in coverage. He's just yeah, he can run. He can he can press you. I, I like him too. I think with Jalen Armour Davis, I think the question like even back to Alabama like. <laughs> Part of the question is availability. Health. Yeah, for, uh, that was 100% the question. Yeah, he didn't play last year, hardly at all. Um, yep. And he missed time during the offseason program. So the fact that he's stayed on the field for the first week, I think is good. Yep. And that he's got the ability, he's been around the ball, I think all that's encouraging. And so he could end up being that guy too. And they, they have flexibility there. Yep. yep. So if Jalen wins that job, then they could bump Marlon inside. Exactly. And, and then the other, I think, primary candidate, uh, two other guys that I think we should – well. Actually, three other guys that I think we should point to. One being Pepe Williams, who John Harbaugh said he thinks he, he has a chance to practice on Monday. Uh, Pepe is certainly a top uh, option competitor uh, for that nickel cornerback spot. Another fourth-round pick from last year, just like Jalen R. Davis, who's a very confident guy, has a lot of abilities, feisty. I like a lot about how he plays the game, Pepe, so I'm excited to see him practice. Yeah. Um, they, they went out and added the guy who played slot the past few years for the Steelers and Arthur Marlette. Um, so he's somebody to watch in that mix also. Um, and then Ardarius Washington's the, the player who's played a lot of reps at, at slot so far in OTA's minicamp and, and now training camp. Um, so he's an option as well. The, 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 I just think when you look at the Ravens defense big picture, you know, and you say, how is the Ravens defense going to be this year? The questions are at cornerback and, and pass rusher. Right at pass rusher, it's you have two first round guys. Or Jabba would have been drafted in the first mm-hmm. round. How did he not get injured? And it's the question of whether those guys can reach their potential quickly, quick enough this year, now. Right, two guys who are fairly fresh to the game of football. Period. Right, and uh, the Ravens are counting on them right now. Still could add a veteran in that position, but that's the that's how it stands right now. Looks good, er, encouraging so far that Jabba and Oa can do that. That's the big question at outside linebacker, and then at cornerback, it's do you have enough depth? Right, like you know your starters. I feel comfortable with Marlon Humphrey and Rocky Scene, but if there were an injury to one of those two guys, you know, do you have enough? Is three through five solid enough, good yeah. enough? Yep. That you you have enough depth at corner that you can get through an NFL season because we've all seen it's a, a position of high attrition. You're gonna have injuries. Do you have enough good solid depth? Three to five is the question. And again, I think. I'm encouraged by what I've seen in training camp practice so far. You know what? Roquan Smith talking today after practice on Saturday at the stadium, he he made the point that he feels like there's not a weakness on this defense. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, I've said that before. And well, I really Marlon that said, way. Marlon said, you know, we have some cracks, you know, <laughs> uh, he, he was a little less, uh, you know, he, didn't, he wasn't drinking the purple Kool-Aid quite as much <laughs> as Roquan. Um, you know, just realistic, like there's some cracks, you uh-huh. know, but like he feels confident that they have the guys that can fill those cracks, mm-hmm. you know, like no defense is perfect. Right. And I agree. I don't think they have any holes and Marlon agree with that too. I, I agree with Roquan. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any obvious holes, but there's some, some spots where you say, all right, if we're going to have issues, this it's probably going to be at these spots and are, are they going to step up? Are those players going to step up and be there? And I, and I, like I've said, I'm encouraged so far by what I've seen in practice in that regard. Yeah. So we are, um, when we talk about the secondary, uh, we're excited because we're hoping to get Rocky seen on the podcast this week. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy free agent signing going to play a really important role. And so, uh, the plan is to get him on the podcast, learn a little bit about him both on and off the field. Uh, so stay tuned for that episode, uh, later this week. Yep, and if you haven't done so, make sure you check out Ravens Press Pass. There's a lot of content, a lot of episodes. We're churning and burning. It's I, I like the Todd Munkin, what, call it and haul it. Yeah. We should use that just more for everything <laughs> around the building. We're calling it and hauling it okay. on the uh, Ravens Press Pass pods, so make sure you tune in for those. Uh, and we will be back with Rocky Scene. Rocky Scene.